This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Steve Palazzolo in person with Sam Monson. That's right. Sometimes we'll record this from the studio here. Today talking about Tyron Smith. Starting left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, injured in practice, and it's a big blow, man. The Dallas Cowboys, a team that this offseason, Sam, we've talked a ton about, doesn't feel great, right? They lost their starting left guard, start, lost their starting right tackle. They lost Randy Gregory on the edge. They, they lost Amari Cooper, starting a wide receiver. Most teams feel good about their offseason additions. The Cowboys were talking about who's going to replace all these players. Now they have to replace Tyron Smith, presumably for most of the season, maybe all of the season at this point. Three-fifths of their offensive line now, a big question mark for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, the first point is it's a major injury for uh, for Tyron Smith. Um, I, I can't even remember what the – some form of fracture to his knee, you know, and a, a non-contact one as well. So that's that's generally very bad. It's actually surprising to me that he hasn't been immediately ruled out for the entire season. They are talking about him potentially being back late in the year. But we're essentially saying that Dallas is going to be without their left tackle for the majority, if not all, the season. Um, and for Tyron Smith personally, man, such a blow for, the, for a guy who talent-wise – is as good as any left tackle of his generation. Yep. He is right up there with the Joe Thomas, you know, the Andrew Whitworths of the world in terms of being the best left tackle that have played in the last 10 plus years. Um, but unlike those guys, he's just been dealing with a laundry list of injuries that kept hampering him, kept slowing him down, kept causing him to miss time. And then even when he was playing, he wasn't playing at the kind of level that we know he's capable of playing at. So when you look at his career, very good rookie year, a bit of a down year, year two, but then we had three straight years of 1,000-plus snaps where he had an 89 grade, an 87, a 91.6, like truly elite play up there with the best tackles in the league. And then the injuries started to bite, and he hasn't actually played 1,000 snaps in a season since that year. But we've gone on a run of sort of 80s, 70s grades, a 68 grade in, in 2020. And then last season, he bounced back, and he was a 91 grade over 90 for the first time since that 2015 season, which in itself is just an incredible achievement for him to bounce back and show that he's still capable of that level, even after all these injuries. And then, bam, you know, preseason training, practice, non-contact injury goes down, and we're back to, to kind of square one again of, oh, man, you know, Tyron Smith's down. So from a personal level for him, I, I really feel for the guy. It's such a a sad case of one guy being just so consistently unlucky with injuries and you know i guess it's it's part of him it's who he is he's just more, yeah, I mean, even last year he missed time yeah missed almost all of 2020 he's just more brittle than some of these other guys which is really unfortunate given the level he's capable of playing at 
And then you have the other element, which is, man, now what, did, what does Dallas do at left tackle? Yeah, so I, I just want to echo what you're saying about Tyron Smith, too, like as, as the person and what he's had to deal with and, and how he did rejuvenate his career, career last year and played at that elite level with 90-plus grades as a run blocker. And overall, um, it is sad to see, not, not see Tyron Smith on the field, right? Um, from a Cowboys perspective, I know there's Cowboys fans who are thinking back through the years, man. When we haven't had Tyron Smith, things haven't gone so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the Adrian Claiborne six-sack game against Chaz Green, who was probably third string that year. But it's like, man, the got to have Tyron Smith, right? That didn't happen when Tyron Smith is there. Uh, tackle's an interesting one where we always talk about creep back toward average and all this stuff, and that's true, right? You, you just don't want to be horrible on the offensive line. Do you need elite players everywhere? No. But when you have elite players, it does make up for other deficiencies. And when you're looking around the league – it's not like there's a whole bunch of backup left tackles that you can just fit in there. You know, it's not like these other positions where there's a lot of receiver talent and the next guy steps up and the next guy steps up. There's not a lot of options no. around the league. I was just looking around the league, Sam, at players who are second string right now, players who, even if the Cowboys wanted to trade, might be in the last year of their contract and maybe a, a team wants to, you know, get get out from under the, con- you know, the before a guy hits a free agency they're willing to give up their last year there's not a lot of options here nope uh, so a couple names that we can discuss here cornelius lucas who i think is one of the he's been one of the best swing tackles in the nfl for the majority of his career but he's in the division he's a commander um and you know a swing tackle there who's who's pretty good riley reef the bears just signed him and maybe he's not going to play there maybe riley reef ends up as a guy that's on the street but he's he's been not doing so hot these last couple of years. James Hurst filled in admirably for the Saints at tackle last year, mostly on the, on the right side. So, again, it's not like there are incredible options. Just just when you're looking at backups across the league, and it's kind of similar when you're talking about, hey, who has one year left on their contract? You know, an Isaiah win with the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots want to create depth issues at tackle for themselves. So, uh, George Fant for the Jets. But... They need him, right? I mean, so everybody that could be available isn't really available and is needed, and that leaves the Cowboys in a rough spot. Yeah, I mean, if you look, first of all, at internal options, you know, they, they drafted Tyler Smith in the first round, who was a college left tackle, who they're projecting in to be their starting left guard. Maybe that changes his outlook. Now, Tyler Smith has been dealing with his own injury, so that's not necessarily the most obvious thing. Also, we're talking about a very raw tackle prospect, Um, part of the reason I think he's been kicked inside to guard. So I don't know how willing they would be to make that happen. Two guys, Josh Ball, um, Matt Willetsko, their um, fifth-round draft pick this year. Like, okay, we're talking mid-round guys from the last couple of drafts. It's it's not the most – you wouldn't want the most confidence-inspiring options you would have available to you. So internal doesn't look great. As you said, it's just there's not a lot of teams that have spare left tackles kicking around the place because there aren't that many of them in the league. The obvious move is Jason Peters, isn't it? 40 years old, still apparently wants to play, didn't play badly last year. Like Chicago's offensive line took a lot of crap and Jason Peters got wrecked by Miles Garrett, but that's Miles Garrett. Yeah, that was also it was one game. It that wasn't was right bad. at the start. Yeah, and it wasn't as bad as it even looked, but it was yeah, there were some bad plays in there. Sure. But I think a lot of people got this perception that because you know that stuff goes viral. Hey, here's Miles Garrett running right around old man Peters. The rest of Jason Peters' season was pretty good, right? I mean, he's he's had 
I don't know if he's he going to end 70, up in the Hall of Fame. But seventy-seven point five grade yeah. last year. That just might that it. might end up being the answer, right? Dwayne Brown just came off the street a couple weeks ago. Streets, street. We say street. I've been I've been confusing that recently. Mm-hmm. Street free agent. Yes, not the streets. New no. right. Street free agent Dwayne Brown. So they do a lot of work in the streets here, Sam. Uh, Dwayne Brown just got signed. Yeah, and you're right. You know, maybe a, a Jason Peters is the guy. I mean, if you're trying to. Obviously, you want to salvage your season. You're the Cowboys. You're the favorite in the or you're close to the favorite in the NFC East now, with the Eagles. <laughs> um, but I'm just as concerned at the rest of those positions. You know, like left guard, right tackle, like all of those are question marks for this team. And adding another question mark for the Cowboys is just it's not uh, good. It's it's bad, whatever way you look at it. But I think damage limitation. I think Jason Peters is a phone call they should absolutely be making. Eric Fisher is another option. I mean, he. Last season, I don't think should be seen as a fair reflection of what Eric Fisher should be, given how close he was to coming back off a major injury. Um, I'd also pick up the phone and see if Andrew Whitworth would like to trade in Amazon for, you know, one last go around. How about them Cowboys, Andrew? You think Whit would want to? I mean, no, but I'd, I'd be willing to hear him tell me no on the phone, wouldn't you? You're Jerry, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't you pick up the phone to Wit and see if he's interested? I would. I mean, I would. I would absolutely. I absolutely would. would By the way, look it, into that. as stupid as it is, it, there's something about you know the Cowboys' mystique and you know being America's team like that actually still does carry some weight. You know, there are, there are guys out there that if they got the phone call, want to play for the Cowboys. You know, and maybe Whitworth one of those guys. I'd I mean, play for the Cowboys <laughs> if Jerry called me. I would do it. The mystique. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Eric Fisher one that you mentioned too. He had had uh, six straight seasons with seventy plus pass blocking grades. He had a, a career low back, well, the lowest since his rookie season last year at sixty one. But like you said, coming off of an injury, I think that has to be the play for the Cowboys because, like I said, the tradable options probably won't even be available because those teams need them the internal options i don't think are ready um and again it's just to reiterate too it's not like left tackle is more important than right tackle you don't need to it's not that you need to have an elite left tackle but you a, a Derek fisher a jason peters guys who could step in and give you solid play and just alleviate one of the question marks i think dallas needs that and they need to explore that and again there's already a lot of pressure on dak prescott with no amari cooper with maybe less pass protection than he's had in the past and expectations still is still high for the nfc east defending champion cowboys the one good point is that dallas has a little bit of salary cap space so they can bring in a veteran even if it costs them a little bit of money and make it happen just try and make the problem go away so unfortunate for tyron smith we love watching him play hoping he uh gets well soon and for the cowboys I think you got to go to some of those those free agents who have uh, had pretty pretty good success in recent years. It's the PFF NFL Daily.